Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're going to have lots of fun today. So, what apps are on your psychic smartphone? That's our question for our show today. In our previous episode, we offered you a bit of tongue-in-cheek comparison between searching for information or educating yourself via the use of various online platforms and seeking your answers, solution, and truth within yourself through the use of your own psychic abilities. We thought it would be fun to continue to compare something in the realm of technology that's become ubiquitous in this world to something within you in spirit that's indispensable in your life during your incarnation here. You probably have a ton of great apps on your iPhone, Galaxy, or Pixel smartphone. You might use many of them daily to text, message, video conference, post all kinds of things like your Instagram or TikTok uh, videos, or email, schedule, play games, and even make full-length movies or compose symphonies. Boy, can you imagine what what, uh, Bach might have thought of these? Michael just discovered an app that came with his new iPad Pro that I got for him for his early Christmas present that instantly measures the distance between any two points or more just by pointing the camera to them. It seems that everyday app developers are coming up with thousands of useful and amazing new apps. In fact, it's reported there are currently over 7 million apps available across iOS and Android platforms. That's impressive. (laughs) Wow. No matter how many apps are developed, however, every one of them has something to do with helping you to communicate something or to communicate in some way. That's because all the so-called smart devices are communication devices. They are used to communicate data in some way, ultimately to the user of the device, as well as, you know, all the information collecting cyber cookie monsters like Amazon, Facebook, Google, Apple, NSA, CIA, and all the other members of the alphabet soup. Oh, (laughs) Remember, the age of information wouldn't mean a thing without a means of communicating that information. For example, Michael's newfound measuring app communicates to him in inches, feet, and centimeters, or in other words, the measurement between this point and that. My Fitbit app communicates to me what my nightly sleep score is and the breakdown of how long I was in various of the sleep cycles and a lot more. It also notifies me to celebrate my 10,000th step of the day, which I manage most days. Of course, we all use our smart devices for all the old-fashioned ways of communicating, like making a phone call to a friend, family member, 
a business colleague or emergency services. Now, one of the things I've noticed is not a lot of people use the phone anymore. They text more. How many times a day do you text or message with someone? Even if you produce music or art on your device, it's all communication, isn't it? You're communicating something to someone in some way. After all, one of the reasons we're all here to is that we are all here to learn to communicate with one another. In the world of technology, with all of its remarkable advances, you might begin to forget that you're still here in the world to learn to communicate with one another, with animals, plants, minerals, and the natural world around you. That's what all this technology is supposed to be for, to help us communicate with each other and the world. When you remember that, you can also remind yourself that you actually not only have, but live in the smartest smartphone in the universe, your body. Yes, your human body is the smart device to humble the best of the smart devices that exist, at least at this point in time. As amazing as how far the smart devices and their apps have come in just a few years, they are still not even close to match your body. Even if you think your body is too old or not as fit as it used to be or not as glamorous as you'd like, it's still an extraordinary smart device for all levels and manners of communication. Don't incarnate without it. (laughs) Oh, I guess you can't incarnate in this world without a body, but you can visit it in spirit. And right off the bat, at your birth, you have the greatest smartphone loaded with all the best apps so you can start to communicate who you are in this world. Now, just as there has to be a user to make use of both the smartphone and the apps on it, there has to be a user to use all the essential and wonderful psychic apps on your psychic smartphone. Of course... The psychic part is the interface between you, the spirit, and the human body-mind that you are incarnated in at this time. You have to know that you are the psychic being or soul incarnated in your body and through the use of your psychic abilities, you are able to communicate in all the different ways and levels you need to communicate in this world. So... What apps are on your psychic smartphone? Those apps are all of your psychic abilities. Let's review a few of the psychic apps on your psychic smartphone to start our exploration today. I love this comparison. Of course, one of the most rudimentary of your psychic abilities is that of survival, right? After all, if you can't survive in your body here, you can't be here. Most people don't realize that their ability to survive is a basic psychic ability. They might assume that since survival is about the psychic, or I'm sorry, survival is about the physical body, it's a body ability. Yet, have you ever noticed that without spirit animating a body, the body isn't even alive? So, even though you as spirit never die and therefore don't need to survive, You, as the psychic being, has to learn to keep your body alive by being in it and animating it correctly. So definitely, every cell that makes up your body is programmed to maintain itself and survive. Yet, without you, the psychic being, in it, it doesn't even come alive. 
So, in a sense, it's your psychic abilities that allow you to utilize the body's innate programming to survive. That's the idea of your psychic abilities being the apps that help run the programming that is inherent in your smart body. And, of course, you as spirit is the owner-operator of your psychic smart device. We're still talking about the body. What other psychic apps are on your psychic smartphone? After you take care of the business of survival and maintaining yourself and your body in good shape in this world, you have your psychic ability of clairsentience or ability to feel clearly. Functioning in and through your second chakra located just below your navel area, your clairsentient ability allows you to feel energy. Since everything in the world is energy, that means you can feel pretty much anything that you'd like to or need to feel. When you think about what you are feeling right now, you might think of emotional feelings you're having or about sensations in the body that you're aware of. You certainly can feel either or both. Besides feeling emotions and sensations, you can also feel the energy of whatever thing or situation or place you care to feel the energy of. Plus, of course, you can feel other people's energies, their emotions and the sensations they're feeling and the things they're thinking about, even if you're extra sensitive. Ever notice that a lot of what you are feeling throughout the day might not even be your own feelings? Well, yes, absolutely. It's one of the big pitfalls of being more psychically sensitive. How often are you trying to solve what you're feeling since you assume whatever you're feeling must be your own to deal with? Have you ever asked yourself whether the anger or sadness or even tiredness that you're feeling is your own or someone else's? You might be surprised how often what you happen to be feeling isn't yours at all. I'm sure this is what pretty much this is what pretty much everyone goes through until they start to realize that with their clairsentience, they are capable of feeling any energy within themselves as well as in the world around them. Once you gain certainty that some feelings that you feel are not yours, you can't really do anything about them. You'll learn to let them be and not consciously try to solve, heal, fix, change, get rid of, or even figure out, because you won't ever be able to do that. If what you're being aware of and experiencing isn't yours to start with, there's nothing you can do with them except to just be aware that they're not your responsibility or problem to solve and just let them be as they are. Then you won't be resisting those energies in any way and you'll be free of them. And there are some tools that we teach about this as well. Yep. Well, I've always had an extremely high level of clairsentience and I struggle with feeling uncomfortable a lot until I started to realize how much of everything I was feeling wasn't mine. (laughs) As a child, I would pick up everyone else's feelings left and right. And then since I was feeling them, I would try to solve them because they were not what I wanted to be feeling. Ah, (laughs) No such luck. It was my teacher who first pointed out pointed that out to me that when I was 21 years old, that one lesson completely changed my life. Wow. What an amazing difference it was 
to not be beholden to trying to figure out why I was feeling so down and out when I knew I was happy or feeling angry and having no clue why I was so angry. Then I discovered that I was happy until I came around, say, a certain person, and then my happy feelings would just go away and I would feel sad or angry, afraid, or whatever that person was feeling strongly. I couldn't solve or resolve those feelings no matter what I did because they weren't mine to resolve in the first place. I just had to learn to drop having to continue feeling them as I tried to solve them, right? If you, if you keep trying to solve a certain kind of energy, you're holding on to that energy as long as you're trying to solve or change or do something to or with it. Once I learned to let those energies be as they were and let them go, I start to feel my generally happy self much more. Huh. I wondered why so often when I was growing up, I knew I was happy, yet I didn't particularly feel happy. I was too busy feeling how bad others around me were feeling at the time and unconsciously I was resisting it because I didn't I just didn't like anyone feeling that way. I didn't want people to feel unhappy or bad. The birth of a healer. (laughs) (laughs) So here we encounter another of the bigger challenges in developing your psychic abilities. All of your psychic abilities are based on awareness and energy. For example, with your clairsentience, that's your awareness of energy on a feeling level. Nonetheless, awareness is awareness and is always completely aware. Then, whatever your awareness becomes aware of, your creative power amplifies your awareness and the energy that you're aware of becomes stronger and more obvious to you. Depending on how much of your creative energy you unknowingly put into the particular energy you're being aware of, it could feel bigger than life. If it's something like someone's pain, it could literally bowl you over in pain if you think it's your pain. Until you become more aware that you're being aware of what you're aware of. <laughs> Say that ten times. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might have the tendency to believe or assume that what you're aware of is actually something happening to you. Staying with the example of feeling energies clairsentiently, if the feeling energy you become aware of is complete tiredness, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> you might assume that you're just plain tired. Now, if you've been working the fields all day or on a construction site or whatever, that may seem completely reasonable to you and you might just decide to rest. But what if most of that tired feeling isn't your tiredness from working hard? Ah, we go through this a lot and rarely question it. Some people regularly pour themselves another cup of coffee to perk up from that tiredness, yet If that's not even your tiredness, you're not going to solve it, even with rest. Or even with a cup of coffee at times. Sometimes the first inkling something is amiss is in how you feel may come from you knowing there's no good reason for you to be tired or angry or sad. Whatever feeling you happen to be feeling is coming from, you know, who knows? (laughs) 
<laughs> Somebody. Yeah. And so that's what got me asking myself that question. Mm. And many, many times it wasn't coming from myself. Huh. But since your psychic awareness is so sensitive and powerful, it's very easy to fall into the illusion that it's yours to figure out and solve. It's generally not your weakness or lack of ability that gets you into trouble with your psychic abilities. It's most often that you have an overabundance of the ability and power that you haven't learned how to manage well. In a sense, until you learn to correctly manage your psychic abilities, you can literally bowl yourself over. Or be bowled over. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things I've noticed time and again with those beginning to learn to develop more of their psychic abilities. Invariably, they often assume that they don't have enough of the ability as they would like. The exact opposite is what I usually observed happening. Because they believe that they don't have the ability enough, or at least not enough until they develop it more, they try hard to use it, whichever ability they're interested in using. The harder they try, the more they pour their enormous creative power into using that ability and almost always backfires on them. It's a kind of boomerang effect. The harder you throw it, the harder it smacks you on the return. <laughs> So one of the important things about learning to develop any of your psychic abilities is to know with certainty that you already fully have the ability. It's not something you don't have within you already that you have to go get somewhere separate from you in the future sometime. If you separate your ability from yourself in your mind, you can't access it because the ability is not only within you, but is part of who you are. Remember that every one of your psychic abilities is based in your awareness and you not only have the awareness, but awareness is an intrinsic part of your makeup of who you are in truth. Well, believe it or not, we're on our first break already. And this is a time period when we like to tell you about events we have going on that are important, and if you would like to actually experience us in a class setting. And right now we're doing them all online. So first, we would like to invite you to Saturday, December 3rd, and Sunday, December 4th. It's an event. It's our special Holy Days Remote for Zoom class, plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event. And here's the title. Tis the season to know your joyous soul, unwrapping your psychic gifts this Christmas and Hanukkah. And here are the titles of the four classes. I think these are wonderful and will be really magical. Great way to open the holiday seasons. On the Saturday morning, it is the spirit of Christmas present, your key to celebrate eternal life here now. In the afternoon class is restoring the peace of your loving heart, tools for knowing your psychic self. The Sunday morning, now I'm saying morning and afternoon because it's Pacific time. It might not be Pacific time for you. So you would have to check the website four times. Anyway, the Sunday morning class is Peace on Earth, God's Will to All, Your Psychic Recipe for Happiness and Success, and the afternoon class for Pacific Time is Spirit Guides, Spirit Support, and Spirit Community. 
using your mediumship to lead spirit and solicit guidance. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one of our Zoom classes during the weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last class by about a half an hour. For the full write-up and details, uh, which are not on the website right now, but they should be in the next day or so, go to the December calendar section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time. The event is actually up there. It's just not the write-up. It will be up there in the next uh, 48 hours. We'll return in a couple of minutes. What apps are on your psychic smartphone? We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring a fun question today. What apps are on your psychic smartphone? In other words, your body. (laughs) We're sure you're quite expert at many apps on your smart devices already, but we wanted to remind you that you need to master your psychic apps on your psychic smartphone even more. So we've been looking at a few of the psychic abilities you use daily, consciously or unconsciously, and how they are the psychic apps you can use in your body, incarnation, here to communicate and grow spiritually to your full awakening. Let us continue. Yeah, and you know, the what makes your psychic smartphone psychic is is you. <laughs> right? You're the psychic, you're the soul self, and when you incarnate into your smartphone body, then your smartphone becomes a psychic smartphone. 
Ah, and and with you incarnated into that psychic smartphone, you bring in all your psychic apps or your psychic abilities. So before the break, I was talking about, you know, one of the important things, probably one of the most important first things in learning to develop any of your psychic abilities is to know with certainty that you already have those abilities fully in within yourself. So developing those abilities means here in this world, you get to use it. So that's a, that's a different thing than whether you have the ability or not. It's just learning the use of the ability in this, in this world, which is different than just having it in spirit and using it in spirit where there's no time or space or any distance or anything. So once you bring the psychic abilities and awareness into your body here in the world, that's where the developing comes from. Yeah. It's not that you don't have the ability. It's, it's you have to use the, learn to use the ability. So that's, that's a very important part that gets missed by almost everybody I've, I've taught and known in the beginning because pretty much when someone's interested in being more psychic and being able to use their various psychic abilities, whatever they happen to be for that person, they mostly think in terms of world, you know, body, space, and time concepts. So they, they think in terms of, okay, I'm not psychic yet because I can't do the things these so-called psychics are, are doing. And I don't see, I don't feel, I don't know the same things they know. Oh, so I must not be psychic yet, but I'd like to be. Ah, then when you do that, you separate yourself from your psychic awareness and abilities, which are already within you 100%, then you can't really use them. You can't really access them. So first and foremost, even if you don't think you're psychic, really start to give yourself the certainty that, oh, yeah, I, I must be psychic. I have to be psychic already, and I have to have whatever psychic abilities I want to develop because it's already inside of me. It's not separate from me. I don't have to wait until the future for it to come about. It's just that I have to coax out from within myself the abilities that I already have so I can use them here and now in the world on a daily basis. Ah, then it's not a problem. Then you haven't separated yourself from the ability. You, you already are aware in your own mind. You know, I'm psychic. I'm clairvoyant. I'm clairsentient. I'm clairaudient already. It, well, it might not look like it to you because I haven't developed it. And I, <laughs> I haven't started practicing using it here consciously yet. So it doesn't look like I'm doing any of that stuff. Ah, but now that I'm interested... I'd like to learn to develop my abilities so I can use it on a daily basis and, and go much further in the fulfillment of my purpose for being here. Well, anyway, I also mentioned that that's the same thing with awareness in general because your psychic abilities are all based on your awareness. But the thing is, with awareness... 
you're not only aware, you are awareness itself. It's an intrinsic part of who you are. Ah, so definitely you can't separate your awareness from yourself and go, oh, yeah, I'm not very aware right now, but, but you know, soon I hope to be aware. Or if I practice enough awareness practices, uh, I'll be more aware later on. No, you already are 100% aware. It's just you have to, once again, learn to use your awareness. Learn to become aware of your awareness in a way that you can use it more. Oh, don't think of it as you're not aware enough. You are. It's just you have to learn to use it more than you have been. So the nature of awareness is such that awareness is aware full time without fail. Don't ever doubt awareness. Yeah, just because you doubt yourself <laughs> and, and your use of your awareness. No, don't, don't doubt your awareness itself. It's full-time, without fail, always, always 100% aware. Awareness cannot ever become unaware. You could become unaware of your awareness, but awareness itself never becomes unaware. Yet you can become aware of a thought that you are not aware and become the awareness of that thought and totally believe that you are unaware. Hope you got that. <laughs> you might have to listen to this show a few times again. <laughs> when we get to the subject of awareness, it's very tricky because, you know, the only way we can communicate about it uh, over the uh, over the broadcast is is to talk about it. But then you need words, which is doesn't have anything to do with awareness. <laughs> then. You'll, you'll make decisions based on unawareness if you believe that the thought that you're not aware, like, oh, I'm so, you know, it's like the thought of being such a klutz. You know, that's not the truth, but you can definitely have a thought like I'm such a klutz or I'm so stupid or I'm so unaware. Huh, right? I mean, we all have thoughts like that probably on a fairly daily basis sometime along the way. And so when you become 100% aware, acutely aware of a thought in your mind, don't confuse your awareness with the thought, especially if the thought is a thought about awareness, like I'm not very aware. Not true. That's just you being 100% aware of the thought that says I'm not very aware. Okay, <sighs> so if you if you make decisions based on unawareness because you're just being aware of a thought of unawareness, and and then you end up running into walls and do other other things that will further convince you that yep I I knew I was not aware see I was completely unconscious I ran into a wall ah uh, you start to prove it quote unquote to yourself that. Yeah, you were definitely not aware. And that's not true. <laughs> okay. It depends. It's it's not that you're ever unaware. It's it's that you're aware of all kinds of things that don't necessarily benefit you in being aware. 
Ah, because the things that you become aware of in your own mind are so much invalidation of awareness. Ah, yeah, this gets kind of tricky, but this is where you start to become aware of awareness itself. Expanding your awareness or becoming more aware isn't about trying to make unawareness more aware. It's about becoming more fully aware of your awareness and that it's fully aware all the time. If you turn away from that full awareness, then you won't consciously experience the nature of your awareness. You may even become aware of wanting to not be aware and believe you are not aware of much. This is one of the basic aspects of awareness that usually takes quite a while for people to become aware of. It kind of sounds like a joke, doesn't it? (laughs) What happens is that most people, until they have sufficient experience, end up quickly becoming that which they become acutely aware of. So you have the very common problem of a person whose awareness is aware of anger, and the person fails to see that they're just being aware of it and ends up becoming that anger. I don't know why I'm so angry. Then you have one very angry person who doesn't know what to do with that anger because it's not their it's not their anger and they're not the one who's angry they're just being aware of this energy of anger. Most of the time that anger that person became aware of isn't even their own. So there's no way for them to solve it or change it or anything. Then In anger, the person starts dramatizing their frustration about not being able to control any of it. You can see that if they don't learn to break themselves free of that cycle, they go around and around in it each time adding more fuel to that fire of anger or whatever the emotion happens to be that they are aware of. That's where the practice of neutrality becomes essential. Be neutral to what you're experiencing so that you can become more fully aware that You're just being aware of a certain energy, and it's not a problem you have to solve. Then you'll be able to discern what you're being aware of from who you are. This is that aspect of awareness that's able to be aware that it's being aware. In other words, you can be aware that you are aware. Then you have enough awareness to create space in which you can be aware of various energies and still maintain being yourself as the awareness and not become the experience of what you're being aware of. <laughs> That's a lot of words to talk about something so incredibly simple. And that's how it is. The simpler something is, the more difficult it becomes to explain it or describe it in words. That's also where your psychic abilities come in. No explanation needed. No salesman will call. (laughs) Just experience and you'll have the direct knowing of that, whatever that is. It's just a bit challenging when your friends want to know exactly what you experienced and what you can say about it. If they're aware enough of their clairvoyance, for example, unlike what former President Bush said in 1988, read my lips, (laughs) no new taxes. Well, you'd be able to say to them, just read my pictures and you'll know. (laughs) That's really funny. Well, I love how Michael has put this one together 
um, in his explanation of awareness, but how do you get to that awareness? And my favorite little tool for that is paying attention. You know, if you're if you're glossing everything over, you're you are creating that space of not being aware, even though there's a part of you that is aware. It's really interesting because awareness is a really important part of your spiritual awakening. And I noticed in the media, as in TV shows and movies and that kind of stuff, what's often shown, I would say 90% of the time, is if there's some exciting thing going on or scary thing or upsetting thing going on in the scenes and the people are interacting and somebody gets really upset about something, the next scene is always that person with perhaps some other people in a bar trying to numb that awareness. When you drink or take drugs, it knocks you out of your body and it cuts you off from the awareness that you're aware of here in this experience that you're having in your life in this world. So this is why, you know, a lot of people ask us, well, why don't you even have a drink? Well, you know, it's a personal choice. Um, and it isn't like I never drank or took drugs in my early days where we were children of the sixties after all, but we learned there, that was a time when it was much easier for us to get programmed by something. So I'm seeing the programming to numb awareness so that we can't see what's going on. You know, what, what is it, uh, one hand is doing this like the magician to, to take your attention away while the other hand is doing the trick. So paying attention is one of the most important parts of being aware. This world is a d- divided world. When we're in the oneness, we don't have to pay attention because we're there. But when we come to incarnate, it's sort of a form of division where your spirit and you, you have a body or you're with the body or however you want to view that. But then your awareness gets divided up. You have a lot of it going towards the body to take care of it and all that kind of stuff. And then you have what you are experiencing, what you're seeing in the world. So it apparently is time for our break. So I need to do our break announcement. And I'll talk a little bit more about this in the next part. We're at our second break and we're getting ready to celebrate the holy days in your psychic life. Please check out our website, michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A, michaeltamora.com. For all the details for our upcoming special Holy Days remote event weekend, open to everyone titled, Tis the Season to Know Your Joyous Soul, Unwrapping Your Psychic Gifts This Christmas in Hanukkah, consisting of four Zoom classes and a bonus Zoom Q&A and social is happening on Saturday, December 3rd, and Sunday, December 4th. So it's enough away from Christmas that it's not going to jam up your Christmas shopping and such, or Chanukah uh, shopping. You can also call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, at 530-926-2650 for information or to sign up. It's a most delightful, productive, and healing way to celebrate your psychic and spiritual life. In a bit, we'll return to continue with... What apps are on your psychic smartphone? We'll be right back. Follow. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back. (laughs) And it's delightful to have you back with us. We've been exploring your various innate psychic ability as the apps on your psychic smartphone slash your body. Let's find out more about how you use them every day, whether you are aware that you are doing that or not, or what would help you to do so more consciously and with purpose. So before the break, I was talking about paying attention. And this is an interesting thing because I come from a family that has a lot of Asperger's in it. And even though one or two people in our family have been actually diagnosed with it, we all got the gene and aspects of it. And I know as a child, one of the things that I experienced was that if things were too noisy and too much was going on, it it was just a big overload for me. And for years and years and years, I would... Uh, I had a hard time dealing with it, and I would generally, as I got older, I would go and just read books in my room. You know, there's this diagnosis that people are given called ADD, Attention Deficit um, Disorder, and, you know, it's like your attention goes here and your attention goes there and there, but really, it's an, this usually much more psychic abilities turned on, and that person doesn't know where to focus their awareness, they're aware of so much. And that's where the tools we teach come in, the grounding, getting in the center of your head and being here in the present time and and having your attention where you want to have it. It's like a little discipline, but not too bad when you learn that because you're so aware, you can become overwhelmed. That's why a lot of times really psychically sensitive people can't stand going to a mall or to a ball game or something like that because it's just too much input. So 
one of the things that I know helped me tremendously is not only the tools that we've been teaching and mentioning on this radio show over and over again and what we teach in our classes, but uh, just being able to use those tools all the time, whatever the circumstances are, and also go into meditation when I'm in, in more of a quiet place. Meditation helps you to develop your attention deficit disorder (laughs) into sorting out the energy, what's mine, what's not mine, and being able to put your attention where it needs to be in no effort. That's one of the tools we teach, no effort. If you're having to, you know, sit down to ground like you're, you know, doing something in the bathroom, that's not, that's effort. So no effort is just letting it all go and letting it go by You know, we teach this tool called body of glass. When you get hit with energy, you feel it. But if you just let yourself be a body of glass, not fragile like glass, but just clear like glass, it just lets the energy through and it doesn't affect you at all. Now, that doesn't mean I'm never affected. I'm still very, very sensitive to energies. And a real good example is what happened. I'm going to give you a couple examples. One was um, I woke up one morning uh, and I was having kind of a bad morning and um, my heart started palpitating, which I don't have a heart problem. And uh, Michael wasn't having a heart problem that day, even though he tends to a little bit. Um, But it was to the point where I was curled up in a ball and I was like that. And he kept saying, are you having a heart attack? And I'm going, no, I think this is energy. So just, you know, I grounded myself, I used my tools, and I was able to settle it down and find my space is what we call it, finding your your own energy space. Well, that morning, a little later on, I had a reading, and I was giving a young woman who was too young to have this. One of her questions was, I have uh, AFib, which is a condition of the heart, and I've had 22 incidences since April. So for some reason... That was something I was going to be looking at that day, and I let it get by my body of glass, and and, uh, it affected my body because she was so wanting the information on this. Now, I'm not blaming her. I'm the one that let that energy in. But, you know, it's interesting when you can tell the difference between, okay, even though my heart is palpitating, it's not my energy, or if it is my energy or something going on with my real physical heart, intuitively, I would have known that. So that's a really interest. That was a real interesting experience. And by the way, as soon as my reading started, I had no heart palpitations through the whole thing. And when she asked that question, it made all the sense in the world. Oh, I was working with her before the reading, and we were already together in spirit, and my body was feeling the reverberations of it. And this happens to readers a lot. And sometimes they think, you know, the other person is doing it to them, and it's not like that. So that's uh, one incident. And then recently I had another one where when you practice this long enough, and, you you know, Michael was talking about the second chakra, that's a feeling chakra, and I feel stuff in there all the time. But what I've learned to do is when I feel something, I read it. And I, it's, it's almost instantaneous these days. So like yesterday, I was feeling somebody very close to me in my second chakra, and they seemed like they were kind of upset. And then this morning, that person told me, oh, yes, I'm not feeling well today. 
So, you know, it, it's really validating because I identified the person and everything and um, not validating that she was sick or anything, but validating that I got the read right on her. So this is one of the things that's fun about developing your psychic smartphone body is that you can start to really di- differentiate. Don't be ADD, you know, your attention here, your attention there, something's happening here and whose fault is it and all that kind of stuff. Rather, it's all energy. And if you want to really get good at uh, being able to sort out, is this something I'm having to process for myself or just some energy I need to ground out that isn't mine? Yeah, it's and right now in the current uh, culture in the world, the culture of social media and especially amongst really young people who tend to be really focused on who's posting what and texting and, you know, just chatting and everything on the phone all the time, multitasking, a whole different kind of multitasking that's going on in the world where uh, one time, this was a little while back even, when it was first starting to really become text texting heavy and email, you know, on your phone, uh, checking it all the time kind of a thing. And we took a group of uh, our, our students who came to the seminar for that day for, uh, I think it was dinner afterwards. And so just to celebrate, just to have fun and, and to have time to socialize and everything. So there was about 20, 22 of us at the table in a nice restaurant. And um, as we got seated and everything, and, and the waitress was a real, like a fire, uh, what do you call it? A spit Fireball. Fire, fireball or whatever. And, uh, Spitfire. <laughs> and she just was right on it. One of the best waitresses I've, I've experienced with, with a large group, especially. And she's just like right on everything. And then uh, once the dinners were the main course got served and everything, she's checking up. You can tell she's kind of circling around our table to see that everybody's got everything they needed. But I knew she was really interested in what kind of a group is this and so then she comes around to me and she she goes you're you're the leader of this group and I said oh yeah uh, everybody's here our students and and uh, we had a seminar I gave a seminar this this day and blah 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 and we're just celebrating afterwards and she goes your group is phenomenal I have never seen a group, especially of this size, that sits down at the table for dinner and not a single person took out their phone to look at and text. Or look at uh, Instagram. Or, or, or yeah, uh, to look at their social media posts. She said, everyone is engaged in communicating with each other. And they're totally present. I, he, she goes, I've never seen a whole group of people where the individuals in that group were all so present. And I laughed and says, yeah, well, that's what we do. And, and she, she goes, I really want to talk to you guys. <laughs> so during the course of the rest of our dinner, she, she asked permission for me to see if, you know, can I talk to you and your people uh, periodically in between my doing my waitressing? And, and I said, sure, sure, we'd love to have you as company. And uh, so she does, and she gets to talk to a bunch of our people, and 
And she comes back and she says, well, this is, I, I want to be part of this because as a waitress, and she says, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm an expert at this. And uh, she says, it's so sad to see people coming to a nice restaurant, presumably to have a good time and to be in communication and enjoy each other's company. And even just a family sits down at the table and everybody pulls out their cell phones and starts texting or, you know, posting or doing emails until their dinner's there. And then during the dinner, they eat and, and then they check their phones. She, she says it gets to me. She says it shouldn't, but it gets to me. And, uh, but this changed my outlook. <laughs> and that was really great for me too, to hear of, Oh Yeah in this world this isn't the norm what we do we communicate with each other and and that whole thing of what what happens when you're constantly on social media and everything and that's your your attention goes there all the time to see what your friends just posted what your friends just posted what your friends just posted or said or texted or messaged or whatever you start to train yourself to be oriented toward what everyone else says, what everyone else does, and it's so easy that way to lose your center, lose yourself. And and then especially if you're extra psychic, extra sensitive, just the energy of all those uh, putting your attention on everybody else draws you out of yourself and your space, and you start to lose your own awareness of yourself and who you are. And so when you're relating to others, you start to get confused. You start to not have the certainty that, wait a minute, who am I? I, I don't really know. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm here for and all of that. So this is so important to be able to get yourself grounded and centered, the center of your awareness, and really start to be aware of awareness itself we're at the end of our show today thank you so much for tuning in we're always happy that you could join us and hope that our shows help you expand your awareness and deepen your understanding join us again next wednesday for our, our episode how to manage your psychic growing pains i thought today was so much fun uh, i'm sure next week is going to be great too Find out about what your psychic growing pains might involve and how you might be able to live through them more joyfully. Remember, too, to join us in a couple of Saturdays from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our teleclass. You are the light of the world. Energy work for enjoying who you are as part of our You Might Be Psychic, More Psychic Than You Think, tele, uh, not teleclass. Zoom class. Zoom class. <laughs> I said teleclass in there, but it's Zoom class series. After all, how can you enjoy life if you don't celebrate who you are first? Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Also, be sure you sign up for our newsletter so you know everything we have going on. And also check out us out, this radio show out on different platforms, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcast and probably more. We would love to have you join us and tell your friends about us as well. Also, we have our Living the Miracle uh, radio email address, which is livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com if you want to tell us how much uh, 
anything about how you enjoyed the show. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora signing off. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.